Hey everybody, welcome to an all-new edition of the Elite Beat, your source for all the AEW news, reviews, and previews. I'm Andy. Uh, sitting right next to me is Jenny. Hello. And 115 miles to our southwest, it's Megan. Hello. What are you having for dinner, Megan? Um, a beef and cheese and green pepper quesadilla from HelloFresh. That, that sounds, sounds delicious. Sounds pretty good. It's very good. I mean, I don't want to pat my own back. I did make it, but like conceptually, it's a delicious item. Yeah, totally. Well, uh, you know, a lot to talk about today. And before we get into any of it, we do what we do to begin every show. It is the Elite Beat Pop of the Week. I am popping a Gatorade, Gatorade Zero. Blue? I'm not sure what flavor. A up Gatorade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's blue. Oh, that was weak. Gatoroid is <laughs> Gatoroid is the original recipe from the University of Florida that they 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 left that they left that part out of the uh, the mass marketed version. Damn. <laughs> um I have a uh, a purple container of water and something called a bubba. Um, it doesn't make any noise, so I'll just uh, I'll tap on the the outer wall. Nice gotta, metallic sound. Yeah, you can hear that. You can hear the ice a little too, so that's you good. can. Yeah. All right, Megan. How about you? Um, ever the alcoholic one. Apparently, <laughs> I have my box of wine. This time it's a Boda box. Ooh. Cabernet. Lovely. I ran out of the good stuff. If I ran out, I mean I drank it. Um. So. So. Jenny and I have a good reason for not drinking this week. Yes, we have both been sick with the GI virus that has been apparently laying, like... Rampaging across the Midwest. Yes. Yeah. It was rough, guys. I It, it, hit, it hit quick. It hit hard. <laughs> Some of us had to go to the hospital to get an IV for dehydration. Oh my god, are you guys okay? <laughs> yes, I'm finally like starting to almost feel like myself again. I had a baked potato for dinner. It was pretty branching out, living on the wild side. Yeah, um, baked potato, that's so wild. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Andy, I got it Sunday evening. It's now Thursday evening. Well, you got it Saturday afternoon. Well, I got it Saturday afternoon. I went to lunch with two of my aunts and my mom. And I purposely picked a nice restaurant that I knew wouldn't be too crowded with, like, you know, college, uh, the basketballs watching. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, to, to, to manage the germs, because I was worried about germs if, you know, we went to a place that had a bunch of TVs because I knew it would be crowded. Yep. Still got germs. So I woke up. I, so I thought I had gotten food poisoning or something from sun, what I ate on Sunday. But I woke up on Monday morning. After we had been to the hospital. After we had been to the hospital for the IV because of dehydration. Um, to text from my aunts and my mom who had all gotten sick on Sunday evening. Oh, no. So the re restaurant was like the, the key here? Yes. Yes. Very much so. 
And oh. I still wasn't sure. I was like, well, I guess it could have been food, po- like, food poisoning, not like a GI virus. But um, it lasted a long time. And then it took down Andy. Yesterday. Yeah. Or I guess late Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I guess, no, I guess it was Wednesday. It was like about 4 o'clock Wednesday morning. I, I, I went to bed that Tuesday night and I had like a little bit of a pit in my stomach, but I often do just because I have anxiety. Um, but it turned out to be something much worse. And um, so, uh, yeah, so it was, it was a really rough 24 hours or so. Um, I'm feeling a bit better today, but yeah, do not recommend, uh, this, uh, this particular strain of this virus. Yeah. I recommend everyone stay at home. Don't eat out. Don't, contact anyone just like live like a hermit for the next like month or so because pretend it's april 2020 well or march i was gonna say did we just did we just go back to three years yeah i mean pretend it's this week three years ago because you certainly do not want this it is awful awful and andy and i unfortunately got covid back in december and um i thought i had never felt so sick having covid and then this was it was it was a different kind of sick but it was just as bad andy thought it was worse yikes that is you hate to hear it that's horrible speaking of three years ago this week uh the episode of our show that came out on march 16th 2020 uh so three years to the day was in fact titled "The Elite Beat Practice Social Distancing." <laughs> we got really good at it. Yeah, we did. We could have gone pro. Yes, it's a lifestyle I love personally. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So how this like kind of directly ties into our podcast is that uh, so because we were sick and not feeling well and all that other stuff. Jenny and I did not watch any All Elite Wrestling programming. Oh my god, guys. Why do you always wait until we start to spring this sort of <laughs> information on me? Hey, when you skip Rampage, I don't know until we're on the air. Okay, but that's very <laughs> Yeah, <different. You> <laughs> That's dynamite. I asked him, I said, should we tell Megan beforehand? And he said, she'll handle it better if we tell her on air. That just means that I won't be able to cancel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too locked in. <laughs> so, so I listened to a few, re- I listened to like, I think three recaps today. So I think I, I feel like I have a fairly good idea of what happened on dynamite. Um, but, uh, but you know, you'll, you'll be able to like flush it out and, and we can ask questions. Oh God. Okay. I'm sorry, Megan. I'm so scared. Okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to give you an option for rampage. Okay. Here's the option. Option number one. We skip Rampage. <laughs> Option number two, I I look at a format and I just like kind of like ask you about the the things that happen on Rampage. Option number two won't work because I didn't watch Rampage. Oh, okay. Well, there. <laughs> and, and we skip Rampage. How about instead of talking about Rampage, we talk about the continuing saga of Vanderpump Rules? Well, yeah. Okay, sure. <laughs> Should we like? We're pivoting. Okay, so. So the ratings came out, the, the Wednesday ratings came out, as they do. Um, and if you'll recall, I believe last week, Vanderpump did a 
what they do last week? It destroyed. It was like... It was like a 0. 0.34? 35, I thought. Okay, 0. 0.34 or 0. 0.35, which was up like... I think they had done like a 0. 0.23 the week before. So it was a huge bump, right? And I thought like, man, that's big. I wonder how much of this they can maintain going in. Like, like is this bump, is this going to be like... Is this going to be the new normal or is it going to like immediately regress, like fall back to earth? Well, the answer was neither. In fact, uh, it increased again. They did a 0.43 last night. Um, They were second on the night in cable following only a NBA game that did a 0.52. They beat out all of the college basketball, all of the world baseball classic that aired. Um, They beat out uh, a sports center airing and uh, in fact, they beat out AEW Dynamite. In fact, not only did they beat AEW Dynamite, watch what happens live with uh, Katie Maloney as a guest beat out AEW Dynamite. Of course. Dyn- <laughs> Dynamite finished 11th for the night, which is, I can't even remember the last time Dynamite finished that badly on a Wednesday, like in their regular time slot. Um, Tony Khan I- could not anticipate this level of uh, real world drama, so I don't blame them, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, seriously, but uh, but still, you know, it is. It's NBA. It's college basketball. It's 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 Vanderpump getting hot. It's a uh, it's a lot of things working against them. World Baseball Classic. Um, but anyway, yeah. So bad showing for Dynamite. Great showing for Vanderpump. Yes, and it was an excellent episode. So. Oh, she really is about to get into it. Like, this isn't a wrestling podcast. Well, All I'll right. just... <laughs> well, All right. Rampage. We have to fill the time. Uh, here, here's the um, connective tissue. I bet Vanderpump got a bump from that sweet-ass skit WWE did where they said they had somebody call somebody else a real Tom Sandoval <laughs> and then explain what that is. So go ahead, Jenny. This is, this is relevant. Did AEW mention Vanderpump at all this week? No. See, no, they're the competition. Well, but AEW could have gotten a bump if they had mentioned them. How they go head to head? Jenny's puzzling this one out. Let her do the math. She'll figure out a way to be right. (laughs) I could have gotten a bump next week. Uh, (laughs) So Andy Cohen uh, tweeted out and said on uh, on his podcast, I think, or his serious. XM show on maybe the day before that he had rewatched the episode that was going to air on Wednesday night. And he said, it has not been touched by editing. So like our assumption is that going forward in the season, the editors are probably very much like frantically trying to edit these future episodes to like pull storylines out that don't make sense. And like heighten in this, like, um, Rachel, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and Sandoval storyline, but it and makes... probably like try to kind of ditch the Raquel short storyline because yeah. that ended up being bullshit. Exactly. So like, but it makes sense that like the first couple weeks right after it all hit, those are already in the bag. Those are already done. It makes sense. Um, when they had to pull people out of episodes because of, um, you know, maybe things were said online that were not PC and uh, people needed to be canceled. It Sometimes it takes a week or two to get them out of the episodes. Um, 
so that all checked out. So I believe Andy Cohen. And he said, this episode was not touched, which makes it all the more shocking. You won't believe it. Andy Cohen doesn't normally, like, really highly promote, like, specific episodes of things. It, it was a big deal. We got a are little you, Are you trying to tell me that Andy Cohen isn't usually dramatic? Because I feel like he's pretty dramatic. He's always dramatic. Yeah. Oh my god, guys, it's 10 seconds to midnight! Yeah, he forgot what his New Year's Eve show was about until 10 seconds before it happened. He was wasted that night. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, but like, yeah. come on, Andy Cohen, this is, this is your whole deal. <laughs> but anyway, so we watched the episode today, because I did have time to watch Vanderpump Rules, just not AEW. Wow, priorities revealed. <laughs> And um, it was about a girl's trip that Raquel went on with Katie and Lala and Christina. And Lala had been, um, there was the manager of Lisa Vanderpump's Vegas restaurant is um, a very good looking man. And he is, he's also in the Bravo, like, because his mom is a housewife on Beverly Hills. And so Lala, like, before even, like, going to the restaurant and stuff, had been, like, talking about how she was excited to meet him. She wanted to, like, flirt with him and stuff. Keep it in the Bravo family. I get you. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. So, like, she was flirting with this guy. And then Raquel was also flirting with with the guy. His name's Oliver. And um, they were, like, awkwardly flirting on, like, Lala and Oliver were like flirting across Raquel because she was like sitting in the middle at one point. It was it was a strange, awkward thing happening. So there's like a little bit of competition. And then like Raquel, you know, makes out with Oliver, which whatever, like no one's. Girls do that all the time, like competing for a guy. I think that i mean that happens on uh reality tv a lot i think you're really selling women short on this one <laughs> okay <laughs> men do it too like men compete over a girl and then like one ends up going home with the person or making out or whatever it happens all the time um and lala was saying like i don't really care that this happened but she was like i don't think i would trust drunk raquel with my boyfriend and Raquel was like, well, at least, you know, you don't have you, you don't have a man, so I don't need to, like, worry about that, which was, like, a really bitchy thing. Like, come on. But so all that, that kind of happened. So there's this whole, like, backstory of, like, Raquel, like, I don't know, not, I, I don't know, everyone being, like, we wouldn't trust them, trust her with our boyfriend, things like that. Then at the very end of the episode... Raquel leaves the girls' trip and uh, instead goes to a bar with uh, for t- with Tom Schwartz, Tom Sandoval, and like some other guys. And she walks in to the bar, and they just they focus on Sandoval's face, who is shocked to see her. And then she sits down, and they end the episode with. Do you remember on the soup? when the hills was on and there used to be all of those like awkward just 
staring, long staring. Yeah, like the end of a WWE interview. Yes. It, <laughs> it was lingers. one of those of just like Sandoval just longingly staring at Raquel. It was so strange. And it was like, oh, so the editors didn't pick up on that? Like to, you know. To get this a little bit earlier. This is a documentary. They're telling a story, okay? They're not supposed to be involved in a story. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But it was uh, it was quite shocking to see that look from Sandoval. And yeah. the, like, surprise of seeing her show up somewhere that he was. Like that, you know, with the cameras. Do you think you would have picked up on it if, no. if you didn't know? Guys, no, I'm going to be honest. I'm not that in tune. Megan, you're doing a rewatch of Vanderpump. How's that going? Um, it's good. I just got to season three. Uh, Kristen Doty is a horrible person. I hate her the most. I don't hate many people. I hate her. I've never met her, but trust me. I, I mean, I trust my instincts. I hate her. She's she's so terrible. Um, and, you know, my rewatch is really... Uh, confirming that um season three is the wildest it starts out with the dumbest bitch fight between tom sandoval and james and i just love that the instigating factor was that tom sandoval said go take some more like uh mercedes picks or whatever bentley he has a bentley he's like go take more bentley picks or selfies and um james is a bmw beamer he said beamer oh beamer yes Okay, and his response was like, go take some Honda Civic selfies. And I was like, <laughs> what if I do, bitch? <laughs> How is that an insult? Honda Civic is a great, reliable vehicle. You shut your mouth about it. It's true. Yeah. I don't know. They're they're the wildest people, I like, group of people I've ever seen on television. And the fact that they're all friends is, it shouldn't work. They should all hate each other. But somehow there's ten seasons of them still I being mean- friends. That's the thing, though. It's like it's so up and down. Like, because sometimes they do hate each other, and then they always find their way back to you know being friends again. It's weird. Yes, yeah. it's it's really fun to hear Stasi say at the end of season two, like Jax is out of my life forever. And then I think also at the end of season one, he says it to her. And yet I'm like, guys, next season, one episode in, you guys are gonna be hanging out, partying together. This so- is never true. Stasi does hold true to that because her new boyfriend won't let her be around Jax. So well, that is both smart and controlling. So agreed. good and bad. I don't know. <laughs> like, agreed. So I'm about halfway through season three now. And Stasi is Stasi's an unreliable narrator, like Andy said earlier this week when we were watching it. They all are. Well, because of her like full hatred of Jax. But then she like totally isolates herself and like makes makes it like none of her friends can hang out with anyone else in that group even though they all work there and like their boyfriends are best friends with them and so i'm at the point where i'm super annoyed with stassi at this moment because it's like you can't control all of your friends from like not seeing other people that they work with and that your their boyfriends are best friends with like that that's not betraying you that's just living your life but megan i am on the Kristen. Miami girl episode and I'm already infuriated bitch and by that I mean Kristen not the Miami girl she in the first episode of season three spends so much time diving deep into social media to find this girl that Tom supposedly had sex with 
And then she has the audacity to both claim, well, I'm not doing it because I hate Ariana. Sure, bitch. Whatever. And But at the end of the episode, when they start fighting, she says, she tells Tom, I wish you would just, get, like, leave me alone and stay out of my life. Why are you doing this to me? And I just... I got so enraged. I know that this is so stupid to like invest time and effort in, but I just wanted to shake her and be like, you hypocritical psychopath. And like, I can't, I I can't, I can't. I love the show, but I can't, but I'm going to forever. So that's where I'm at. I'm glad we've had this VPR like podcast to talk this stuff through because otherwise, (laughs) what would I do to process it? Well, Megan, just wait for about eight more episodes when Kristen will pay to fly this girl to LA. She, what a, also just a waste of money. Like <laughs> I get having a lot of spite. Um, like I do, but it's costing you money. <laughs> I feel like you're, I, I love your hatred of Kristen. I've never seen such pure hatred of anyone. Um, but I feel like your level of hatred for Kristen would cause you to spend money to somehow like, her not not physically humiliate her humiliate her yes oh i would love to see her humiliated i don't know that i would incite it with my own money but if it (laughs) happened i would stand and point and laugh loudly and just i would be rhea ripley in the rumble and just like point and laugh at people as they just got beat up the ones i hate because that was a pretty brilliant part of the royal rumble but i'm just saying like yeah i i don't use the word hate often I fully hate Kristen Doty. Like, the way you could destroy me is to arrange for me to see her in person and have to interact with her as a person. Like, this, hello to my enemies. This is what you do. If you're going to spend money out of spite, this is where you put it. If I were to see her, I would not transform into, like, celebrity fawn mode. I would just basically be like, who has done this? (laughs) And why? (laughs) If 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 you were introduced to Kristen Doty at a party... Would you shake her hand? No, I'm not touching no. her. Gross. If she like, if she walked up and said like, "Hi, I'm Kristen," and like held out her hand, what would you do? I would not shake her hand, and I'd look at her and say, "I know that you know what you did," and I would walk <laughs> away from her. That could mean so <laughs> many things. <laughs> she knows so much. That bitch knows. You know what the um, most amazing thing about this is? Um, is that like. She and Ariana are like friends now. I know. And like to the point that um Kristen Doty yesterday went on uh Nick Viles podcast, The Vile Files. And Ugh, what a group of people. <laughs> God. And uh she said that I didn't listen to this. So I just like kind of like I, I listened to like the very beginning and then I was like, I can't do this. I'll just have to find like a recap. Um, <laughs> See, but the part I listened to, she did. She started off by saying that um, she was basically here as an advocate of Ariana and Ariana wanted her to be her mouthpiece. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my a she's full of shit. And B, go watch season two and three, Kristen. Hey. If she's full of shit, then that's pretty ballsy. <laughs> I think that's her whole deal. I think she yeah. just does and says things that is that are this the the way she maintained in season two that like, oh, Jax must have figured out how to send texts that look like they're from my phone because I never would. I'm like, do you realize how dumb Jax is? Like even Tom was like, I don't think Jax is that smart. Like, 
Tom but she like, stuck to I, her guns to the bitter end. She did. She did. He's like, I know there are apps like that, but like, I don't think Jax is capable of figuring it out. And like, like five minutes earlier in the same episode, they were both trying to like redo their, or she was trying to redo her resume. And she's like, I don't know how to get bullet points to work. And I'm like, this is, and he goes, if you find them somewhere else, you cut and paste it from somewhere else. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the level of people you're working with. And you think Jax is somewhere over there, like <laughs> cooking up fake text messages. I don't think so. I'm dying. I'm dying. This show is so dramatic and I love it. It's wonderful. I'm happy that this like, I mean, I'm not happy this horrible thing happened to Ariana, but I am, I am happy that like, it seems like this is going to be the thing that like gets you in fully on VPR. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, it's got its hooks in me. I had to spend all day, what was it, yesterday or the day before, like, playing Good as Gold, the refrain, in Sheena's high-pitched, horrifying voice. Like, <laughs> it just lived in my head on repeat, and it's maybe a three-second clip that I'm just like, good as gold. And then I just <laughs> wanted to, like, ugh, like, go unconscious. I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it. I was freaking out. Good as gold is better She's than the worst. Can you freak, bitch? <laughs> she, I gotta tell, tell you, I don't hate Sheena, but I think she sucks hard. Like, <laughs> I hate Sheena. She I don't hate so Sheena hard. like the level you hate Kristen, but I dislike Sheena. Nobody I hates just, anybody the level Megan hates Kristen. That's true. It, you know what? If that's true, I will gladly wear that crown of hatred because, um, I apparently have reserved all the hate in my life for one person I've literally never met, but I only watch on TV, and I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's definitely not something I need to work through in therapy. <laughs> I really do not think you should bring that up with your therapist. I think he would be like, oh, you want to talk VPR drama? Because I am up to date. <laughs> my therapist is a gay man. I'm so sure he's on the pulse of this. I mean, maybe that's my age. Oh, then he probably, yeah. Yeah. This, it's, I mean, based on our other talks, I'm not just lumping in, like, I'm not saying, like, everybody who's a gay man is watching this show, but, like, we have other pop culture references that are similar, and I bet he is just, like, on top of this drama. I just think, like, right now, more than any other time, people our age know what Vanderpump Rules is, even if they didn't know what it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I can I just say, as a closing thing... Lisa yep. Vanderpump, very good at, like, coming up with restaurants, very bad at hiring and managing her employees, because everyone on the show should have been fired at least 10 times at this point in season three. Um, and, you know, Except I don't know how she does it. Katie seems very good at her job. Yeah, Katie yeah. seems like she just puts puts her head down and, like, gets through it and, like, doesn't bother with it. But everyone else, the way they talk to her, too, it's like good lord good lord i think i think the key is katie's boyfriend isn't at her job so she doesn't really have work storylines so she could actually do her job (laughs) yeah it's like the one point where lisa put her foot down was like i'm not hiring tom schwartz he fights too much and i'm like what (laughs) What? that's your okay okay lisa have you seen the rest of your staff Hmm. well uh there was like one big news story that came out yesterday about oh, elite wrestling. So, oh, oh no, we got yeah. I'm okay. so excited about the true. This is even bigger news story. Yeah, um, 
Jenny, you want to talk about the Garcia twins? I do. So who are the, the Garcia twins? twins? Yes, the Bella twins have said goodbye to WWE and have rebranded as the Garcia twins or Brie Garcia and Nikki Garcia. And I am so excited that they're flying on their own, that they have left the toxicity of the WWE, uh, you know, environment. I mean, I know they weren't there every week, but like they were still connected. They still had to run stuff by them. I'm just really proud of them for how much they've grown. And I really, really, really want to see them. I I know they're not they're not going to wrestle, but I want to see them be used in some sort of capacity in AEW. Hopefully, yeah, they're I'm I'm happy for them. Um, and I assume that this means that they literally just got out of contract, which sounds so bananas to me because they don't. They haven't been doing stuff with WWE for the longest time, you know? But they've had all the, like, licensing stuff. And, like, so I think their just contracts were different. Mm, yeah, that's that's fair. It's it's just, it's hard to imagine that they're still, like, tech, they were still technically, like, part of WWE up until, like, this month of 2023. Like, March yeah. 2023. But good for them. Do you think that... Um, I know we talked, like, a year or two ago about how they rebranded their, like, we had really liked the Bell, Re- Bell Radici wine. We found, yeah. we went to Kentucky to, to get this wine because you couldn't get it in Ohio. It was delicious. We trusted that if the Bellas sold a $40 bottle of wine, it would be a delicious bottle of wine. It was a successful club. celebrity wine creation. Yes. they're hit or miss. They really are. And we had really loved it. And then, like, I don't know, maybe a year after we finally got it, they stopped making it, stopped marketing it, and, like, remarketed it as Bonanita Bonanita. Yeah. Yeah. Which is more, like, they called it, like, mama juice. Yeah. Like, I don't know, like. Because didn't they do Chardonnay as their first one? Yeah. And they that's like did a buttery Chardonnay, which is a, a no thank you on my side. Yeah, that might be mama juice, but gross. Yeah. And um, so we were like really confused about that. But my question is, even though it wasn't Bella, they used Bell. Do you think that they, because they moved to Napa and the plan was like, this is our long term thing. Do you think they scrapped it at that point before Bell Radici got too big? Because they thought WWE could somehow come after Bell Radici? Yes. Okay. I do. Man, really? Because I, I thought they used Bell as in like French, like B E L L E, like beautiful or pretty? I don't know. Beautiful, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they it, was, did, uh, it was Italian, but, it was like beautiful roots. Oh, yeah, Italian. But okay. I, I think I think it was but I do think you you know, it's it's close and it's obvious if you know who the who the spokespeople are, what they're trying to evoke. Okay. So I think there was just like, why even, why even risk the, you know? And and this was a couple years ago, so they must have had this foresight of like, all right, if this is what we ultimately want to do, we're moving to Napa to to like real get an all in on our wine venture. Yeah, we don't want WWE <clears throat> to fuck us over at any point because we know like we're obviously not going to always be with them. 
I guess it makes sense to like totally do the rebranding. But that was the first thought that came into my head this week when I heard the announcement. Now it's going to be Garcia Radici. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, you know, and I don't know this for a fact, but I do think it's possible that whatever happened back in January at the raw 30th anniversary thing might have been the last straw for them. Yeah. As far as feeling disrespected and they were pissed. Yeah, yeah they I, it, I thought it was ballsy to go on Instagram live and do that because I you just figured Vince would be pissed. You know, if you don't if your contracts coming up. If your contracts coming up and you don't really need them anymore then Oh, yeah, totally. I just wondered if like that would have been enough to like push some sort of retaliation is cuz like if you're just going to like quit at the end of your contract and not resign sure but i don't know it was it was very much like a wine-fueled rampage which i love (laughs) but also you know you know how we we talk about when tk gets the claws in him and he maybe does some stuff where like the next day might want to roll it back um that's i was a little worried about that but hey if they're leaving good for them you know Mm -hmm. um so nikki did go on uh Instagram live and uh, answer some fan questions after the big rebrand. Um, and she said, we're not going to AEW. Okay. She said it flat out. I mean, I think they're beyond wrestling at this point. I don't think they want to be in the ring at this point. I, I don't just think wanted... they'll go to beyond wrestling. It's pretty, it's too indie for them. <laughs> I, I just, I would just selfishly like to see them. On my television every week, I would ultimately love another reality show. I know that Nikki just did her, like, wedding thing. But I'm hoping that they can just, like, I don't know, somehow be on my TV every single week. Well, Nikki's on that bar. I don't want to watch thing. <laughs> and wasn't she, is, is she still on, which singing competition? She was a judge, right? This is how uh, well I keep up with them. I don't. I, I I know what you're talking about. I don't really remember though. Was she on the Masked Singer this season or something? Anyway, I don't know. I don't want to watch either got, of those things. They, but they do have that. They're hosting that dating show on on Prime. Oh they, yes, you told summer. me about that. Yeah. Okay, I do want to so, watch that show. I also, definitely want to watch that. Also, be, because someone says they're not going to a wrestling company, does not mean they're not going to that wrestling company. Have no. we Have we learned nothing? I That's know. True. I know. <laughs> But, like, I just, I don't know, like, Brie doesn't seem, she she's never seemed as interested in going back. Maybe I'm just, like, reading into it. And Nikki, I just, I wonder if, like, her neck injury, it's enough to be, like, I'm I'm good. You know, that's got to be yeah. painful and also scary. But then again, Edge and Christian are back, so. Yeah, the, the, the Bellas did, they did the Rumble last year, right? Did they? Did they, make so. did they did one recently. Yeah. They did okay. the first one, and then they did, I think, last year's. Yeah. I don't remember if they took bumps, but, I mean, they they must have taken bumps to get eliminated. So Yeah, probably. And, you know, it's not like you could be on, like, some kind of reduced schedule with AEW. God knows. People don't – they're not – most people aren't out there every week. Um, True. And they it, really need to show up and – um teach those two twins that sort of tried to steal their twin magic. The renegade twins? <laughs> yeah, they need to, like, kind of come reclaim that, so. But Saray has wrestled, what, like, three times in since September? That yeah. sounds right. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, 
she's she's a she's a productive part of the show every week. True. You know, I I don't know. I I, I don't think that's I don't think her saying that on Instagram like as a as you know as a like response to instant response to a fan question means that they're not going. Okay. Yeah. It could just mean like right now, you know, just to like kind of squash any sort of fun internet speculation just to be like it's not happening right now right yeah yeah that's true i mean selfishly i kind of hope they focus on the wine and then they sell me more wine yeah (laughs) i have not tried their bonanita bonanita brand primarily because of the word it's all white mama juice i think they came out with a red i'm just worried if they're primarily focused on white are they really going to make a good red but they made a good red the last time and it's with the same wine Produced. I would trust them. I I too thought that it was all like white wine so far. I didn't realize I they made they a red. I think they made a sparkling. Ooh, would try that. Yeah. So I I do. You know what? This summer we'll we'll uh we'll try Bonanita Bonanita. Oh, they okay. have a Cab Sauv. They have a sixty five dollar Cab Sauv. Oh, it's probably great. I mean, <laughs> they have realistically. a wine club, guys too. <gasps> I just, I just worry. I oh, just dislike a, Chardonnay so much. They've got a Pinot. They've got a, a, a red blend. They've got three. They've got three red wines and a sparkling. All right. Okay. So I guess what's going to happen is I'm going to join the wine club. <laughs> Let's see. How much does a wine club cost? Okay, so it sends two shipments per year. What? Each one in the spring and one in the fall. It's uh, $150 for each shipment. <gasps> and they are, the wines are personally selected by Ryan Hill, who's the wine uh, producer, Nicole and Brianna. I am, I mean, I feel like I could make that work. How many, how many wines do you get per shipment? Uh, it does not say. Okay. I'm assuming it would probably be like, oh, three wines. It says three wines. Okay. Huh. And it says you get private access to wines available only through Club Bonita Bonita. I feel like I could support the Bella Twins with this. Invitations to three exclusive live virtual tastings with Nicole, Brianna, no! and throughout the year. Oh my oh, God! Really? You just you just edition, sold a Jenny. Edition Bonita Bonita signed photograph with the wine selections and tasting notes. Wait, we would get to virtually taste with Nikki? Personalized video after first year of membership from <gasps> Team Bonita Bonita. Andy, I mean, you you sold her. <laughs> you had her with the the personalized tastings. I guess we're joining. Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess we're joining. I guess this is happening. Oh, my God. I guess we're joining Club Bonita Bonita. I... Uh, sorry, Gloria Ferrar. <laughs> You've been outranked. You've been exhausted the curb. Well. <laughs> okay, the spring club shipment is scheduled to ship on Monday, May 23rd. That is perfect timing. Okay. It's right before summer. That's right. <laughs> okay, are you going to spend the rest of the show signing up for the wine club? I think I might. All right, Jenny, ahead. I hope it doesn't take the rest of the show. I mean, I it's got to be a pretty easy sign-up process. <laughs> Name at with credit card. They they've started it a while ago. We just I was trying to minimize my wine club memberships. Yeah, you know, like a fool, overloaded with wine club memberships. Plus, like I said, I really dislike Chardonnay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, with the wine club, can you specify that you're more into No, I think is if it's personally selected by Nicole and Bree, it's going to be whatever they pick. You know what? Maybe they'll change your mind. Maybe they'll pick a great, like, white wine. Maybe they'll pick a Chardonnay that's not buttery, but is, in fact, like, minerally and delicious. If you make a French Chardonnay in a... Or like a Chardonnay in a metal barrel instead of an oak barrel, I can drink it. Because you do lose all that buttery. I right? cannot drink the like Napa Valley like oak aged butter Chardonnay. It's gross. I think it's gross. It's gross, y'all. No one wants a buttery Chardonnay. No. Let's go ahead. Since we're doing wine uh, time, do you want to talk about what you got yesterday? Yes. Well, should I? Yeah, if you want to. All right. Well, since we're not really talking about EW this week anyway. (laughs) Oh, gosh. uh, (laughs) I might as well um, talk about what's also going on personally for us. So I am pregnant and due at the end of April. Yay. What? This is such a surprise. I had no idea. (laughs) Which is why I have not been partaking of alcohol during our Elite Beat Pops. But Andy has fixed that for me post-April because um, for my push present, which, you know, you can guess what that means. um, I don't love the term. (laughs) Really creeps me out. Uh, Andy got me uh, my favorite champagne, a case of my favorite champagne. Dumajan. Dumajan. So we have not, um, the distributor in Ohio. Just kind of gave up. Gave up about (laughs) four years ago. Wouldn't purchase any more Dumajan, wouldn't sell it anymore, but wouldn't give up the license for it. And so I have not been able to purchase Dumajan in Ohio for about four years. I, uh, about three years. About three years. We were, we were living on the dregs of the last stuff that he imported. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I went around to the entire Columbus, every single wine shop in Columbus, and bought up... Grocery stores, too. Grocery stores everywhere, trying to buy up the last that I could find once this, like, fully This is how up. you prepare for an apocalypse. <laughs> I even <laughs> went to France to his champagnery... <laughs> In 2019, to try as part of a trip, not solely for this purpose. Let's be clear, because I I mean, we. What do you think the trip was built around? (laughs) Okay, that's fair. (laughs) I, I, you're right. I was wrong. The trip was to Amsterdam with Andy's parents. I took Andy on a side trip for a week to the Champagne region so that we could go visit Gilles and go to the Dumagine Champagnery. Um, but not knowing that you can't ship nowhere in the Champagne region would allow you to ship home wine from there. So when we traveled to Sonoma, Napa, super easy to ship home wine. You bring your wine to the UPS, they box it up for you, they ship it back. You bring your They're wine used to the to airport, this shit. <laughs> they box it up, they put it in the baggage claim, like you're good to go. We went to Italy and bought wine super easily to ship back home. Champagne, I think all of them are covered by like distributors in like in in the US. And so you can't ship home any wine. 
I had to stuff as many bottles of champagne into my suitcase that would still like fit and like go over the wine, you know, the weight limit. I left so many pairs of socks and underwear in the hotel rooms throughout France <laughs> trying to like stuff bottles of champagne. You were a menace. <laughs> so I had a couple bottles that I brought home from him. Um that we got to drink during the pandemic. But that was the last time I had any Dumajan. And I am so excited. I cannot wait. Um, I've already picked my first. I'm going to have the Rosé first. Because the Extra Brute 2009 is a little bit more intense. And I think my palate might need to work up a little bit towards it. Okay. Okay. Well, we got a we got a full case. Six, six of the Rosé. Six of the 2009. And uh, very exciting. I've, I've missed it as well. Yes, and I, we, I just want to say a big thank you, not only to Andy for my present, but to Connor at Six Wine Four, who sourced this for us. And also to Megan, who kept the secret. Thank you, Megan. I did, which is... So many secrets you've had to keep. That sounds shady, but yeah. Your regular Schwartz over there. I know where the bodies are buried, and I'm better than Schwartz. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, awesome. Okay, let's uh, let's talk about wrestling. Okay, finally, uh, you're gonna have to timestamp this. For I've, I've, been taking, I've been taking notes. I'm so um, sorry. <laughs> no, this is. I think this is our best show ever. <laughs> um, so I have one news note uh, before we get started. Oh, and also, it is it is it's three sixteen day, a very special day in and wrestling, you know, for obvious reasons, but also. Uh, Friend of the show, Lucas's birthday. Happy birthday, Lucas. And also, yeah. Jenny's brother's birthday. Happy birthday, Scott. Yeah. Um, why is it special for wrestling? Austin Duke 15. Okay. Says I just whooped your ass. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of Lucas, uh, AEW yesterday, before Dynamite, announced they put out a press release, one of their famous press releases, um, the last one that came out, I believe, was for AEW All Access. <clears throat> but um, this one says AEW announces massive six-show summer Canadian tour. Uh, so basically, they are going to start Sunday, June 25th at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto for Forbidden Door. Oh. And then it's on to um, Hamilton, Ontario for Dynamite on the 28th, uh, Edmonton on the July 5th, Saskatoon July 12th, um, a live rampage uh, from Saskatchewan, uh, or sorry, no, so yeah, same, yeah, Regina instead of uh, Saskatoon on the 14th, and then Saturday, July 15th, an AEW House Rules uh, house show, like, like the one they're going to have uh, this weekend in uh, Troy. <laughs> uh, live at the Saddle Dome as part of Canada's iconic annual cultural event, Calgary Stampede in Calgary, Alberta. Wow. Oh, okay. That one smells like money. That one says smell like money. Damn. So, yeah. So, basically, AW doing a big Canadian residency this summer for about a month. That's exciting. Yeah. That's pretty Toronto's cool. Toronto's good forbidden door. That's really cool. I hope... I hope Jay enjoys Forbidden Door. Yeah, I yeah. hope he gets to go. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man, that's exciting. Totally, yeah. Um, well, uh, I would say without any further ado, uh, let's talk about, although there's been 47 minutes of ado so far, so, uh, but let's talk about, uh, Dynamite, Megan. This is interrupting my Bonita Bonita registration, but I guess I can do it. Okay. Um, whew, Dynamite. I feel a lot of pressure because apparently I'm the only one that watched, um, but, so it's probably going to go really well, and I'm my dog is trying to eat my food. Get down, Charlie. <laughs> okay, we're in Winnipeg, Ontario. I was schooled on location last episode, uh, but we're at the Canada Life Center, and we open the show not with a match, but with a uh, a rebar mitzvah of a man who is well above 30, 13. He is now in his 30s, and uh, he's decided to make this a thing. No, he's not. He's not in his 30s? MJF? Well, he's above 13. I know that much. He Like, yesterday was his birthday, and he turned 27. Ugh, gross, the youth. (laughs) Okay, well, he's having a rebar mitzvah. It's not appropriate at any age, because it's not actually a thing. He had his bar mitzvah at 13. He told us, um, I think Andy texted uh, Jenny and I a picture, but MJF also mentioned that his bar mitzvah originally was like a WrestleMania-themed event so he brought that up which is funny maximania i think it was um so he walks out with uh, four ladies on his arms he's got sunglasses on and he's got a yarmulke um as you do and his chiron as he walks out is jewish af uh and similar to his last time when he walked out with a bunch of ladies um they all sort of like are like coy and like oh max and then one of them he just sucks face with in the most disgusting way. Um, so I don't know if that's his new fiance or not, but that's what happened last time. So he gets out there and he says, you know, this is all happening because essentially I am no longer a man. This is what a bar mitzvah is, but I am no longer a man. I am an iron man because I have defeated Brian Danielson. And I'm like, all right, that's a bit dramatic, but okay. And so, um, after some, some, promoing he finally gets to the the start of it and uh i i don't know how i, I didn't know how to write this down but essentially like the like hava magila hava like that thing starts and they put yeah. him on a chair and um before that happens though he yells at the crowd clap or you're anti-semitic which i thought yeah. was very aggressive Whoa. of him that's funny <laughs> <laughs> so he's he's being you know touted around on a chair um and thankfully this doesn't go too far before he gets interrupted um jungle boy shows up and he has a mic in his hand and he you know does his entrance he's he plays up the baby face angle he's like slapping hands gets into the ring he goes to say something and then sammy's music hits so Sammy shows up. He heads down the ring. MJF's like, what the hell is happening? He has at some point put on a Burberry bucket hat to cover his yarmulke. Or I don't know what he's thinking. It looked atrocious. Um, but Sammy gets here. Same deal. He goes to say something. And then Darby's music hits. And he makes his way down to the ring. So MJF is like, god damn it like what what do you guys want like why are you all here and they say all together individually uh i want a title match so these are mjf's top three competitors um jungle boy 
points they out. The, they are the pillars. They are. And MJF does talk about that. So, like, Jungle Boy's here because he says that um, Max has been handed everything and he doesn't know what it is to work for what he gets. Um, he, it, it's kind of like kind of a funny jab but also like i don't know it's your company where he goes um max have you ever had a match on dark because we all have and (laughs) he's like you're too good for dark and i'm just like i get it but also like that's part tk that's your product yeah you're burying your own (laughs) yeah didn't didn't he basically say the same thing about rampage too uh to a lesser extent but yeah it was kind of like he made he said stuff that was like Clearly, there is a tiering system of these shows, and Max, as a big star, has not been on, you know, a lot of them. And also, like, I don't know, it just feels like you shouldn't say that about your own show. I think oh. Max has only ever been on Dynamite. Yeah. He hasn't even been on Rampage? Uh-uh. He's too wow. good for it. Too good for it. Um, But yeah, that was just kind of a side thing of, like, sweet insult, but also, it's your company. Um, so yeah, uh, but Jungle Boy does point out there's a whole locker room full of talented people who get like maybe a couple minutes on TV if they're lucky while MJF comes out, you know, and does 20 minutes of this hokey bullshit every week and the hokey bullshit line got the crowd chanting hokey bullshit. So, you know, it's a hit. Um, (laughs) and then Sammy takes over and he says, MJF, uh, he talks too much. He lies. He cheats. And that's how he got where he is now. Um, Sammy says that when he got here, he was basically like the lowest position you could be. And he he says, I was told I'm going to be the inner circle's job guy, which quite a claim. Uh, so that's his complaint. Darby is pissed because he dropped out of film school to become a pro wrestler. And he dropped out of film school because... Uh, his teacher critiqued him and said, this isn't going to work, a film he made. Um, honestly, his story, <laughs> I didn't have much sympathy for because he was like, I'm going to be myself, so I'm quitting. And it's like, all right, but you're in film school. Like, what do you want? The the professor's critique, whatever. Uh, but his point is he refuses to change himself just to make it. So he loves being here in AEW because they let him be him. And he's really over all these other wrestlers going on Twitter and bitching about not getting what they want. He hates it. So. Well, he's right about Twitter. No, he's totally right about Twitter. Totally for sure. But, um, MJF at this point is like, all right, I've heard it all. He pulls his sunglasses off. He shows that he has like a black eye, which is probably real, but could be faked. But he also has like the red blood Thing that Christopher Daniels has. Oh and no! Yeah, and Ooh. I don't know if that's permanent, but it's not as much. Like it's not the full eye like Daniels. It's like kind of half. Um, but he looks messed up, you know. Like he he fought. So that's there. Um, and at this point, this is where he says, like, yes, all four of you are pillars, or like all four of us are pillars of the company, but I'm the only one actually holding it up. So um, why don't y'all fuck off? He doesn't use those words, but that's that's the tone of like, great, what have you done lately? So he starts to leave, and Jungle Boy attacks him and hits him in the back of the head with his mic. And at this point, Sammy weirdly goes after Jungle Boy instead of Max. So they start infighting, and then Darby gets involved to try and break that up. And at some point, 
um, MJF gets knocked onto his bar mitzvah cake that he had oh. there. <laughs> yeah, so he... A pro wrestling tradition lives on. Yeah, he, he's not doing great, but he, like, slinks away. Um, and then once he's gone, the other three kind of break it up in the ring and are like, oh, okay, I guess we're done here. And so they leave, but that's oh, the... Oh. Now tell me this. Was it a fancy cake or was it just a sheet cake? It was a three-tier. It was oh! a big cake. Wow. It was not decorated super fancy. I will say they didn't spend a lot of time on that prop. Okay. But it was three tiers. Man, because remember when they did the angle with uh with like Jade and uh and like uh Mark Sterling, they they just they went they got a Walmart sheet cake for that. <laughs> yeah, I mean how much do you want to invest in something that you know is gonna yeah. get smashed on somebody's face? But well, um, I guess it tells you who the who the main eventer is. It's true. He had a lot to go through. So that was fun for him. And it was real cake. I mean, you saw the the white the white vanilla cake, you know? Yeah. What a waste of good cake. Yeah. So yeah, that was the opening opening. Charlie is climbing all over you. <laughs> My puppy is a lunatic. I am now officially a club Bonita Bonita member. Wonderful. Oh, I'm on my way after this. I'm going to do it. I'm very excited. All right. So uh, does anybody. So what do you think? Do you think like maybe. I know they didn't announce anything for next week except for Hook versus Stokely Hathaway. So uh, <laughs> do you think we could get this as a tag match since Sammy did strangely not attack Max and instead attack Jungle Boy? Could like could we get like a weird tag match with. Darby and Jungle Boy against Sammy and Max? Um, I don't know, because hasn't Max basically been like, I'm not going to wrestle. I'm a, I'm like a pay-per-view guy. Like, I don't just go out and wrestle. Do you think he would break that sort of I mean, he got, set for so? He got humiliated at his rebar mitzvah. True. But or do hates- you think this is just like, we're building to a, to a, like a four-way title match here in a few weeks? I think probably that one. I would I would say if anything, maybe they do a three way, but I don't know why you would do that. I just don't know that MJF like a three way between the contenders to then Yeah. Like okay. I don't know why MJF would would allow himself to be put into the ring because he seems really against that. Right. I, I could see that. You do a three way and then the winner gets the title shot. Yeah. There are a lot of different ways you could go with this setup. Yeah. I will say I thought everybody did pretty good on the mic. Um, not that they usually do bad, but I think Jungle Boy has made some improvements. You know, I think he's come. That's good. They were far. needed. <laughs> they were. They were. Yeah. I think. I think he did well. He held his own. So good for him. <sighs> so that 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 was good. It was weirdly reminiscent to me of like a raw because it's like oh we're not going to wrestle the first 20 minutes of this show but i can't talk because we talked vpr for like the first 30 minutes of this show it also doesn't bother me when AEW does it because it happens like twice a year yeah that's like, true like i don't think the 20 minute opening segment is inherently bad it's just like when you get into such a pattern with it yeah it's when it when it's every week it is it's kind of like, this is a wrestling show. Yeah. When does the wrestling start? Um, yeah, so that that was the opener. And um, right after that, just very briefly, we get some some clips of Chris Jericho being honored by the premiere of Manitoba. Ooh. 
earlier in the day. I didn't write his name down because they said it really fast. But I'm sure Lucas knows. Lucas and Amanda know who that is. But I he but did like <laughs> I. You don't think? Bet not. I don't even know the mayor of the city we live in. <laughs> I. I think it's Genther. I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I didn't know who he was. I didn't recognize him. I think the only Canadian important person I am familiar with is Justin Trudeau. So that's that's on me. That's like a dumb American. But yeah, um. But yeah, like Jericho got honored. It was very much like key to the key of the city sort of like ceremony. Like he got like a, a, I think he got like a plaque and he may have gotten a sheet cake. I can't remember if he did. I heard he got like a street named after him or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like kind of weirdly like official. It's it it's like a weird real thing that's on a wrestling show that seems like yeah. it could also be a skit. But he, he was just being like he wasn't. In his wrestling gear, he just looked like Chris Jericho went to whatever the official office building is and talked to the premier of Manitoba. I gotta say, like, pretty cool for him. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's an achievement. It was, it was just so funny. Like, he was standing, he was standing next to a bunch of like, well, not a bunch, but a couple like older people who were the the premier and. I believe it's a she and her helper. Uh-huh. Again, I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, Jericho now is the ruler of Manitoba. Uh, Heather Stephenson. Yes. Is in fact the premier of Manitoba. Okay. There you go. Good for him though. He did it. Um, but yeah, that's that's just a really brief thing that happened. After that, we get our first match of the evening. And it is a six-man tag. It's John Moxley, Claudio Gasignoli, and Wheeler Yuta being really mean against Adam Page, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. He's back. That's exciting. We didn't know that when we went off when we went off the air last week. Yeah. Didn't I we was, assume that because he was there the last time? It didn't it had not occurred to me. Oh. I didn't assume it. I was I was happy to see him there. Um it also made me kind of sad that they like let him go because he put on a good performance and it's very clear he's talented and I don't know. It seems like with all the people they brought in, maybe they just should have kept him around. Maybe maybe he'll uh maybe he'll be back for the entire Canadian residency in the summer. Oh, that would be great. Cuz he was he it's like he didn't miss a beat, you know? Like he and Eveluno were doing their double man moves and yeah, it was nice. Um, unfortunately, like his team is, it's the face team, and they're up against the the biggest heels of all, the BCC. And so John Moxley, he makes Stu Grayson tap out with a bulldog joke, and then he does the thing where he doesn't let go of it. And uh, the crowd is pissed. They are very pro Stu, and this is like a very good thing for Moxley to do if he wants to be a heel because they were really mad. That he was hurting their boy. So. I mean, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, it was a good match, though. Like, very, very fun, very entertaining. Um, Stu Grayson did a lot of, like, intense things, which I think just to, like, maybe to show what we're missing out on. Um, Yuta, at one point, cheated. Like, Adam had set up. 
I think it was Moxley for the buckshot lariat. But Yuta hit him with the ring bell, and that was okay, I guess. I don't know. Uh, it took him out for a little bit. But, yeah, like, I would say I would say go back and watch it. It was worth watching. Um, unfortunately, the good guys did not win. And Moxley wouldn't let Grayson go. The crowd was mad. Uno tried to save his friend, but he was outnumbered. And then Silver and Reynolds finally, like, ran out to save the Dark Order boys. Um, and with them showing up, the BCC did the the very heel move where they just roll out of the ring and head into the crowd, flick the birds, uh, you know, taking no responsibility. So. Rude boys. But not the last we would see of them on this night. Nope. Not the last. Uh, but yeah. We see a video promo from Juice Robinson. He's pretty confident that Ricky Starks is not going to retaliate against him for what he did last week. So he's just like, Juice is here. Which, you know, that's fine, I guess. Good for you. I literally forgot that that attack happened until you just said that. It was very quick. Either none of the three recaps I listened to today mentioned that, or my brain just... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're you just know, like, let's go with Megan's recap is just more thorough than all of the other podcasts. I'll buy that. I'll take it. It was a quick video, guys. <laughs> it was not too involved. I guess Juice is here, though. All right. Um, next up, we have Jade Cargill defending her TBS championship for like the thousandth time. It's really a 50-something time, but I didn't you know, remember which 50. Uh, but she's going up against a lady named Nicole Matthews who actually got like a very thorough billing. Like they talked about how she's a local hero, like hometown hero, very well known on the indie scene, a lot of experience. And then they proceeded to just destroy her with like a, a smash um, squash match. Jade did the jaded and, and she, she was done. So, uh, Nicole Matthews, a former uh, Shimmer champion. Yeah. She's got creds. I was kind of surprised they, like, made it such a non-competitive match after building her up in that way. Yeah. Um, So did she, like, do anything? No, not really. She did the job. Interesting. Yeah, I, I was a little surprised they didn't let her at least get some moves in. Especially since, like, Jade's, like... I want the best of Canada, but we'll get, we'll get to that. So Jade destroys her. Renee comes out to the ring. She's like, Hey Jade, what's next? And then Jade's like, are you from Canada? And she starts to get in her face and like, she puts her hands on her. She like gets her neck and Renee's like, what the hell? (laughs) And then, uh, it looks like Jade's gonna, I, I don't know, like beat her up or force her to wrestle when, uh, you know, she instead just she she grabs the mic and Renee like runs away and she's like Canada what the hell you got anything better to offer and that's when Taya Valkyrie's music hits and she comes out and Andy you had predicted this or at least said that was one of the options that was a Canadian wrestler that I knew (laughs) (laughs) that's hey that's the bar here um I now what kind of reaction did she get she, she got cheers like, okay. the Canadians were like, yay, you're going to save us. Um, but they're not going to have a match because Jade already had her match of the night. So Taya runs out there. Um, Jade kind of looks at her and Layla Gray steps between them like an idiot. And uh, Taya doesn't move on her. 
And while she's doing that, Jade leaves the ring. Um, Taya does the jaded on Layla, actually, oh. as a taunt. And Jade looks like she might respond, but suddenly Mark Sterling's there. He, like, popped out of nowhere. And I guess he's still her manager or, like, her lawyer. And he's like, we got to go. Like, don't do it. It's just so he pulls her away. So she cannot respond. But Taya Valkyrie stands in the ring and is like, bring a bitch. So I don't, she's a, they, they mentioned she's a, uh, a free agent at this point. I thought she got a graphic. Did she? Not on the show. Okay. I think on social media she got an is all elite graphic. Oh, okay. okay. Good for her. I mean, that makes sense because it really seemed like they were setting up for something and then, you know, they're not going to be in Canada. I've never seen her wrestle. Me neither. But you knew who she was. I know who she is because she is married to John Morrison, mm-hmm. Johnny Johnny Mundo, uh, and mm-hmm. she was in NXT as Frankie Monet in that, like... Was that like, after like, our time? It was... Like 2021. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, I don't recall seeing her. She's so very striking. Of, yeah, I saw a couple of skits she did, but I never saw any of her matches. And then she got, and then she got cut. Um, it's funny the way a Wikipedia article states this. Um, she worked with WWE until November, including a title match for the NXT Women's Championship against Raquel Gonzalez, but she was released on November 4th as part of a seventh round of layoffs due to the COVID-19 <laughs> pandemic. God. Oh, God. God, yeah, remember when WWE Tough. was just firing people left and right? Yeah, it was like for every few yeah. weeks, it's like, oh, here's another 20 people gone. But, uh, yeah, but she's, so she was, uh, I have, so I have no idea if she's any good or not. I hear she's not. But um, oh. <laughs> I, I personally don't know. She was trained by Lance Storm um, back in, like, 2011, I think. Um, she currently holds three championships. Um, she is the current uh, Impact Knockouts uh, World Tag Team Champion. Okay. Uh, she is the current AAA Reina de Reinas Champion, which is their women's title. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is the current MLW World Women's Featherweight Champion. Okay. I, I mean, presume she'll be dropping all of these belts soon. Yeah, I'm a little surprised that she's still got the Impact one, what with not being an Impact anymore. Apparently she's on Impact tonight because they tape in advance. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So maybe she's losing her tag team titles tonight. I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, she... so like, I, she, yeah, like you said, she's very striking looking. She was on that one episode of BTE where uh, Luchasaurus came to her house because he was looking for his tail. Oh, that was strange. Yeah. She told him to go away. We speculated on how much, say, John Hennigan had on the decorating of their home. Yeah, that's true. I was curious. (laughs) It was quite pink, if I remember correctly. quite pink. (laughs) Hey, either he has, you know, pink pink is a color he loves or um, he just let her do it. But she, uh, she just... I had hopes for her because she's got like a very like Beth Phoenix um, like Dana Brooke sort of uh, like strong physique like you know she looks like she might be able to like if anybody's going to take on Jade it's another oh gosh that's my dog if anybody's going to take on Jade it's another you know power lifter lady 
That's what I assume based on is her she, physique. Is she tall? I think she's tall, right? She's, she looked tall. It's, okay. You know how it's hard to tell because wrestlers are like secretly tall. Yeah. But when like, you put a normal person in there, they look like. Did she look like comparable in height to Jade when they were standing in the ring? Yes. Okay. Then yeah. Yes. Oh, so, I mean, I'll, I'm 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 open to it. I'll give it a shot. Yeah, I mean, especially if she signed. I I was kind of like, why are you doing this? And then, you know, she's gonna presumably stay in Canada, but I guess not. So, we'll see. We'll see if yeah, she's I mean, good she, or not. <laughs> she spent most of her career in AAA, and I have never really watched that product. And then she's been in Impact for the last, you know, since the last year and a half, and I don't watch that product, so. So, yeah, there's no reason for you to have seen her at all. No. Her paths <laughs> just uh, never crossed. Well, here you are. She's all elite, so watch out. <sighs> so I guess, yeah, we'll see. We'll see more from her in the future. Um, but that was a pretty nothing nothing burger of a match with uh, Nicole Matthews, unfortunately. Uh, after that, we got Tony Schiavone talking to Ricky Starks. Um, Ricky is responding to what Juice said earlier. He's like, hey, Juice, you really lean on that bullet club. Uh, he calls them irrelevant. I don't really know how accurate that is. It seems like bullet club's not irrelevant, but he says they're irrelevant and that, you know, Juice, if you're alone or with the bullet club, I'm ready for you anytime, anywhere. So he, he seems confident. Unlike what Juice predicted, he is apparently ready to strike back. Uh, but yeah. That's what he's up to. After him, we get a segment where... (laughs) So, like, first we see a clip of what happened during Wardlow's match against Hobbs, where QT showed up and, like, made the save. And then we go to this QTV that we had heard tell of, and it turns out it's just a parody of TMZ. Um, We've got Aaron Solo there. And they're doing that, like, whole, like, QT is, like, the main TMZ guy, you know, where he's, like, standing there with his coffee mug. And he's, like, okay, guys, what do we got? And then it's, like, hard cuts to, like, the crowd of his team. And Aaron Solo's there and a couple other people I don't recognize. But they're, like, oh, yeah, isn't it funny that Wardlow thought his car got broken into, but he didn't know who took his stuff. And it turns out, guys, it was Aaron Solo. Oh, so they, like, had, okay, all right. Oh, good. Yeah. He stole his title, and they say he stole his passport, so he can't. Wardlow can't come into Canada tonight. Smart, so, yeah. Smart. So he won't be there. Good reason for him, because otherwise he would. Why wouldn't he be there? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. QTV. Um, I don't hate it. I really <laughs> hate that I don't hate it because I thought it was a pretty good parody. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess you know that's the important thing, right? Is it a good parody or not? You know. Like, yeah, they hit all the points. They did it effectively. They cut to uh, QT does his, like, what do you guys got for me? And it cuts to Aaron Solo, and Aaron Solo does, like, an like a over-exaggerated, like, you will not believe this. <laughs> it's just <laughs> so goofy. And See, you I've, know seen, what? I've seen exactly enough of that show to, to like, totally get what you're saying. Yeah, it's um, yeah. it's probably the best thing I've seen QT do, is what I'll Great. say. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, I don't know if we'll get more of that, but I'm excited. Um, the next match is after that. We're like two matches in. No, three at this point. Um, so Jeff Jarrett is here to go up against Orange Cassidy. And Ooh. this is this is where we uh, we transition the All-Atlantic Championship to the International Championship. 
Thanks to Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Now, was there I another s- video package? Yes, there was. Oh. And it was intercut, just like the other one, where it's basically a movie trailer, and then they're like, here's some dramatic wrestler clips. Um, I still, they they refuse to explain how this is relevant to changing into the international championship, but it's happening. Um, so Orange is our is our winner. He does the orange punch on uh, on poor Jarrett and he retains that international title. But, you know, it's like a fun... I actually really enjoy this match and I was so mad at how much I actually really enjoyed Jarrett. Like, he and Orange had some good chemistry and they both have, like, kind of a comedic bent. So, I, like, it was a good match but also it was, like, pretty funny and fun to watch. Um... Satnam, your boy, your giant, got to get in there and do some stuff. Like, Sanjay tried to slide Jarrett's guitar in to help him cheat. Um, Aubrey prevents him from doing it. And then Orange picks up the guitar and is about to, like, do something with it. And and Satnam's like, nope, he grabs it. And then Orange is like, "Uh uh-oh, I better play possum. And so Satnam gets implicated as a a man who hit Orange with the guitar. And he gets ejected. Yeah ejected out they're gone um lethal is notably not with them at the beginning but then he tries to end this match by popping up and hitting orange with the golden globe and it doesn't work and then trent shows up and he takes jay out uh so you know i thought for sure that when they were back in california for the pay-per-view and the the preceding and succeeding dynamites that Paul Walter Hauser would pop back up and we'd get an end to this uh, Golden Globe storyline. Yeah, like when does he get that back? I don't know. Maybe maybe he doesn't live in California. Maybe I'm just assuming that most actors do. I don't know. I I, I have the same assumption, unless they're Canadian, in which case they're in Canada. But yeah, he's still got that Golden Globe. Uh, Jay Lethal, unable to capitalize on it, though. So um, Orange gets the win as I said, and uh, and he continues to hold that title. I, I can't lie. It was, you know, there was a little little tiny part of me that wanted Jeff to win, but uh, I understand that wouldn't that wouldn't be the best thing for the for the future of the company to, to put over 53 <laughs> year old Jeff Jarrett. It wouldn't. But man, I think I think he got he got like the crowd was like into him and I Ugh, he's, a again, great, he's a great performer. I was so angry at how much I was like, this is actually pretty good. <laughs> great performer. He moves around great. His hair is incredible. <laughs> I'm not going to agree with you on the hair, but I do think for a 50 something year old man, he, um, he moves really well. If we're, if we're on like the sting scale, I'm saying <laughs> he moves a little better than sting. Uh, well, I, okay, I think he was a lot better than Sting, but he's also 10 years younger than Sting. I was trying to be nice to Sting. Okay. But yeah, you're right. He does, he, he's he got it. So, I'm sure this isn't over. Why would it be? But for now, Orange wins. Uh, after that, we get a promo from the House of Black. They say there's a sickness in this company, and they're here to cut it out. And uh, that sickness is... Uh, you know, the people who don't deserve to hold AEW World Trios Championships, um, their opponents tonight, the JAS and the Elite. So look forward to that. Uh, following that, we get 
a rap from the acclaimed a video i don't it's not a i hesitate to call it a rap video because it's not like they don't have like the characters they do in the others you know people dressing up like wrestlers it's literally like them rapping and um just showing them like interacting with fans and winning matches and the whole rap is about how everybody loves them so they didn't have like they weren't they didn't have a target no, it was not like a, a diss track. It was like a we rock sort of. Huh. So, that, yeah, there weren't any skits with like people dressed as other wrestlers. It was like them, Billy Gunn, and like uh, them rapping, but then also like clips of them just like hanging out with fans and, and snapping pictures to show that the fans do in fact love them. So he, you know, he gets them on the show in some form every single week. I think, you know, I think he sees that. How, how valuable those two guys are. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. But they, you know, they didn't claim it was an official uh, music video. So I think that's fine. Okay. I don't have to, I don't have to crack back into the rankings then and move things around. No, I wouldn't call this part of the official rankings. It's, it's definitely more of just like a casual rap. <laughs> okay, got it. Okay. Um, yes. Okay, so. Nothing's ever going to top two grown men going through a goth phase anyway, so. Nope. That's a high bar. (laughs) Yeah, it's a high bar. High bar. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Basically just shuffling around the rest of the list. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. (laughs) So, okay. So, uh, after that, you go back to the ring. Ruby, Soraya, Tony, they come out. They're here. To let us know that the outcasts are the reason there's a women's division, basically. Like, um, so they, the outcasts is that is that our is that our official name for the stable? That's our official name. Yes. Okay, I kind of like it. I like it, yeah, because it's like Ruby was the runaway, and I don't know that Soraya and Tony, Soraya and Tony have like, I don't know, anything else to like kind of add to that. Outcast seems like a a not far leap from like. Not homegrown. Outsiders. Can we, get, can we get an outcast song as their theme? Oh, please, can we? Like, I don't know what would fit best, but, like, Hey Ya is way too, like, upbeat and babyface-ish. Yeah, you can't. Maybe the whole world. Maybe. Bombs were Baghdad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I'll think about it. Let TK know. I mean, he's got music licensing money, so. Miss Jackson is kind of downbeat. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. There's too much Miss Jackson in that song, though. And none of them are Jackson. That's true. Oh, well. They'll figure it out. Yeah. But they're the outcasts, for sure. They don't spell it like that, though, right? With a K? No, I think um, that would be some sort of. Copyright infringement. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they could get away with that. Uh, yeah, so they're, they uh, they are here to let us know that we, the people, the audience, does not know what we want. And so they're going to give us what we need. Very like Batman. Not the hero we deserve, but the one we need. Um, so their plan is to go through each entitled rookie one after the other. Um, and they kind of, <laughs> they call out some people. But Jamie Hayter gets named as a rookie, which I think is a stretch. Um, she's not really an entitled rookie. But whatever, she's on their radar. And as soon as they say her name, 
she and Britt run out and start attacking the outcasts. And uh, I heard they, they were wearing quite the outfits. It was very um, like <laughs> Brittany and Justin denim. <laughs> like, whoa. I mean, you um, know, when in Rome, right? Yeah. Yes. They, they did have their like Canadian tuxedos on. There you go. There you go. Sorry, Canadians. Um, <laughs> just is what it is. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of denim. It, it was quite a choice on their part, but they run out and start attacking. And there's only two of them, and there's three outcasts. So numbers advantage until Riho, Willow Nightingale, and Sky Blue also run out because they were named. Which, again, Riho is she really an entitled rookie? Stretch. It's a stretch. She's been- I mean, she's probably been she's, wrestling longer than all of them except for Soraya, right? The opposite yeah. of a rookie. Yeah. yeah, so they're, like, casting this wide net of quote-unquote rookies. I I get that they're trying to, like, build up a feud here, but it's uh, it's a stretch to call so, her that. So there's five rookies, right? Yes. And there's Sky three, Blue, Rio, Willow, Jamie, and Britt, yeah. Yeah, and there's three outcasts. Yeah. Huh. What two people could possibly fit into this? Don't get her hopes up. That have had problems with rookies in the past. Don't get her hopes up. God, and they love being the fan favorites. Yeah. That's not a thing. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait to see the Garcia twins. I'm just saying, you know. Andy, you (laughs) were... Setting her up to be disappointed. <laughs> oh, that would make my just dreams come true. I'd be re-engaged, WW or AEW. Oh, you'd get the name of the company right. That's right. Man. Garcia twins. So Justin sent me a message last night. Uh-oh. After he watched the dynamite. And he just said, Garcia twins would create five on five for blood and guts. Oh, so this is a Justin idea, huh? not a you idea. Are you okay. less excited about it? Well, no, 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 no. I just want to give Justin credit where credit's due. I literally just gave him credit. Okay, here's it. <laughs> Justin sowing seeds of discontent among the yeah. group. But you know that I mean that would that would that would certainly get the the right kind of heel heat because you know wrestling fans at large uh, incorrectly Ugh. boo the Bella Twins. They're so mean. Yeah, they don't they don't understand how awesome they are. Wait, why do they boo them? They're wonderful. Because they're jealous. Haters gonna hate. Bella's gonna ball. Mm-hmm. We know all their catchphrases. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely hope that happens. I, I really do. I don't know. Mathematically, that would make sense. Get those Bella Twins in there. When is Blood and Guts? Uh, they haven't announced it. They haven't even really teased it. No. Well, I don't. Do we have enough? Do we have big enough factions going up against each other because I know like the BCC is going up against Dark Order, but that's not like a well. That's like a I mean, Megan. I mean, not to not to 
not to jump to the end of your recap, but I think the PCC oh, yeah, is going you're right. against the Elite. You're right, you're right, you're right. That is true. Okay. Which All does right. seem a, a more a more blood and guts worthy feud. Oh, I don't want to see that blood and guts. That's that's like a BB, BCC blood and guts is a Moxley's lot, dream. A lot of blood and guts. Ugh. Yeah, that's gonna be gross. Okay, well, we'll get to the end there. That that's that's the end of the show. Um, for now though, after the outcasts do their thing, we uh we get Daddy Magic and Cool Hand up, up backstage. They're here to let us know how much they love rap music again, and therefore how much they love the acclaimed. God. Um, <laughs> but they're I mean they're pissed because last week when they they proposed that the acclaim join them as sports entertainers they got laughed at pretty hardcore so they're like hey acclaimed we love you but maybe you should put some respect on our name um oh, i'm sorry i just i just remembered something about that last segment because saraya oh. posted about it on twitter oh god okay apparently uh she called the fans like uh stinky neckbeard twats yep and then she hastily handed the microphone off because I think she realized she shouldn't have said that. And she, in fact, got fined by the network. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, for, I know, uh, for the twat. Yeah. I know twats. You can't like say that shit on basic cable. You could say a lot on Bravo. It's like British slang. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, man. Okay. Anyway, yes, that's hilarious. I did think it was like, oh, I guess you can say that because it's British just like the dumbest takeaway but that's where i like, was but by that by that measure you could also say the, the c word right like oh yeah i guess you can't because man they say that a lot in england they do <laughs> okay fair enough <sighs> okay <laughs> so yes daddy magic cool hand they love rap um believable yes they also want respect from the acclaimed, and to get this respect, they have invited them to watch Rampage, where they will be taking on a tag team known as the Bollywood Boys, and that's with the Z. Yeah. Uh, um, did you ever see? Um, did you ever see um, when Jinder Mahal was around, and he had when he was like pushed Jinder Mahal, and he had like Jack, yeah. And he had like his he had like two lackeys with him. They were called the Singh Brothers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, those are the Bollywood boys. Okay, could not pick them out of a lineup, but yeah. good to know where they're coming from. One time, Randy Orton was supposed to suplex one of them through a table. Uh-oh. And I think I think he just like went up a lot easier than Randy thought he was going to, so Randy just kind of like <gasps> Randy accidentally just like basically threw him to the moon. <laughs> Oh no. God, okay. Okay. So like a, a just like a storied history here. Excellent. Uh we will see them on rampage, I guess. The Bollywood boys. I'm assuming uh Daddy Magic and Cool Hand are going to have to win. Otherwise, like what are you doing, guys? Can't beat a team called the Bollywood boys with a Z. It's like a boy band. But they, yeah, they're Canadian, so that's why this is happening. Okay, okay. Fun times. Hey, you know how they're going to Calgary for the stampede? Like, Brett's got to show up, right? 
Especially since it's non-televised. Brett could show up to that. Is he still, like, on a Legends contract? I I don't know, honestly. Does he have enough... I mean, and this is this question I'm asking from a standpoint of, like, he should. But does he have enough clout to just kind of, like, do whatever he wants and, and like, still be yes. okay? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. He's Bret Hart. He can do whatever he wants. That's what I figured, but I don't know. Vince is bitter, <laughs> you know? I need you guys to look at the gif I just sent you of Randy Orton suplexing the, the, the Singh brother. Oh, gosh. And especially the face Randy makes at the end of it. Oh, gosh. Is he shocked at his own strength? Oh! <laughs> That's a real That's whoopsie. Whoopsie. <laughs> 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 it's kind of nice that he, like, registers that he fucked up, though. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I'm glad that it was like just as bad as I remembered. Like, because sometimes, you know, like when I started searching for it, I was like, oh, maybe it's not as dramatic as I as I remembered in my mind. But no, he just like he tosses that little man. <laughs> yeah, it's a really light, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> like, oh, I thought you were Kane. Sorry. <laughs> God. Yeah, that looks really painful. <sighs> okay. Moving on, Bollywood boys. We'll see them on Rampage. Uh, for now, though, before our main event, we get a very quick little um, word in from Ray Phoenix, who says he has come from nothing and worked hard to get where he is today. Alex Abrahantes is with him. He's hyping him up because that's his job. And Ray's like, I want to take on Will Hobbs for that TNT championship. So I'm I'm guessing Ray is the the first challenger here and they're going to make that happen i don't think or at least i didn't register that that match got scheduled but why wouldn't it so i'm assuming a dynamite in the future or or maybe rampage i don't know probably dynamite that's for rampage tomorrow oh awesome phoenix is for rampage okay okay all right well with that we get to the main event it is the trios match between house of black the elite and the jas which in this uh iteration is daniel garcia sammy guevara and chris jericho um just like spoiler the house of black retains buddy matthews actually gets to make the pin on daniel garcia um after after he does the dante's inferno um i heard conflicting things about this match about the quality of this match and the different Things I listened to today. What did you hear? Um, I guess, I guess the main thing is the one that thing that they all kind of agreed on was that it was very chaotic. Um, that's fair. Uh, and the the person who didn't like it so much said it just felt very. It felt it really disjointed, and like nine people was just too many. I mean, people is too many people in a ring. Jenny's never going to disagree with that. Um, I think I would agree. I think that for a match with the Young Bucks in it, it did not feel as, like, I think that's where the chaotic thing is. It didn't feel as organized. It didn't feel as, like, formulaic and not in a bad way in, like, like a Young Bucks laid out match. It felt a lot more. It didn't have that, like, that clockwork feel yeah 
one yeah, thing exactly. leading to another and everybody yeah yes. the timing and it, yeah that's and kind of the, the vibe i got from the things i listened to yeah and for the elites part um kenny got a decent amount of time but like it definitely felt very light on elite participation it it was a lot of uh like house of black and jas which isn't bad but it's like surprising that the elite took such a backseat to it to like the I heard- I heard that most of the elite stuff was like focusing on Jericho versus Omega. Yeah. Like Kenny was by far the one, the member of the elite who was in the most, but that was like the last elite match too. When Kenny went up against the house of black, essentially. Yeah. And they didn't use a lot of Nick or Matt. And maybe it's because of Winnipeg. Like there was a, Mm. there was a point where like Kenny and Jericho did face off. Yeah. And so like, I I guess that makes sense. But, like, to me, it just... It was not the match I expected. And seeing, like, less of the Elite, I think, was a a ding against it in my book. I am glad House of Black retained because I think it's way too early to take that off of them. But it was um, not as organized as a typical Elite match. For sure. Did Did they do two at a time in the ring or three at a time? Two at a time. I don't like that. <laughs> there are three yeah. teams. That's fair. Why, why, why can't every team have a representative in at the same time? My only assumption is they want the drama of like the like tag, like, you know, if you've got the two teams fighting and then the third team is like, I'm tagging myself in, you know, there's that sort of conflict. But I don't, I mean, ultimately, like, you know, that they're going to do spots where everybody just runs in or there's three of them in the ring at a time. You know, it's like that just lost. I just think it's like, it's such an opportunity to craft a bunch of three-way spots that you normally wouldn't get the chance to do. Yeah. um, In like a standard tag match, you know, or even a standard trios match when you've got like just, you know, two people in the ring at the same time. But what do I know? I mean... You saw some, I, I feel like this is one of the first <laughs> matches where the elite are involved where it's like, I don't know, it didn't go as planned. Or like, it wasn't as good as you'd expect. So Okay, so you, so, you, so you felt it too while watching it. Yeah, which was a okay. shame because I really wanted to like it more. But I was like, I just kept thinking like, where are Matt and Nick? And I don't like need them to be the stars of the match, but it felt something missing. Um Right, yeah. Yeah, and it didn't have the vibe of like a like a Young Bucks match. For better or worse. Yeah. Um, at one point in the match, I believe they show the BCC fighting Reynolds and Silver and Hangman in the back. So that comes up. Evil Uno apparently goes to the hospital. Grayson goes with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's where we're at. Um, and then okay. ap- that's interesting. Like, I didn't know that, that that's how they set that up. Yeah. That happens like while the match is happening. So Uno and Grayson are out of the picture. I just presumed that they all kept fighting after their match for 90 more minutes. Possible. <laughs> it's possible. Um, we don't know, but after the match ends, then Jake Hager shows up. He goes after the house of black guys. And then, so like, the fight that 
is going on between the BCC and Adam Page and the remaining Dark Order people, which is Silver and Reynolds, that kind of bleeds out into the ring. And so everybody from this match scatters, ex- like, and then the BCC and Hangman get in the ring. And Hangman's really outnumbered, and the BCC are like, we're really going to kill you. And then the Elite show up, and they sort of stand behind him. And it's like one of those things where, like, the BCC run off, and Adam's like, what did I do? <laughs> like, yeah. I scared. And then he looks behind him, and and it's like, oh, your friends are here. So... So on your uh, your broadcast over in uh, England Town, yeah, uh, did it did it stay on the air to him realizing what had happened, or did it cut as he was turning? Uh, I saw him realize what happened, but it wasn't like there wasn't like talking or anything. He just was like, "Whoa, interesting." Okay, my guys. Okay. Sometimes it like sticks around and it'll say like the feed is ending and then it really pops back on and there's like this production level th- feed, I think, but it didn't do that this time. Sometimes I get glimpses at like, I think I, I feel like secret extra minutes. Yeah, so I saw like there was a video that, that uh, I, don't, I don't remember if it was like an official AEW YouTube video or some, just something a fan posted from the arena, but I saw a video this morning of basically like after like right after that and just kind of like the realization that uh that who had made the save and and there was no talking but it was like you could just like the crowd just kind of going crazy you know yeah yeah i think that's i at least got part of that because he did look back i saw him look back so well that's an exciting way to go off the air it really was. I was not expecting it. I was very happy. I'm like, you're friends. You guys are going to be friends, right? Of course not. This arc is going to take a roller coaster ride of ups and downs, I'm sure. So there's four of them. Mm-hmm. And there are technically four BCCs then, but one of them is on hiatus and uh, definitely more in a babyface mode. So I wonder... Do you think they could find a mean... A mean little boy to bring in. I'm sure they could find a mean little boy. <laughs> Just like a... more born every minute. Um, it's true. Yeah, I don't. I haven't thought about who that mean little boy might be, but uh, yeah, I'm sure that they could draft somebody. Yeah, you'd think. Yeah, love like the only qualification is you love violence. Yeah. Yeah. They'll find somebody. Yeah. But Blood and Guts is five on five, right? I mean, it has been, but I don't think it necessarily has to be. Okay. I I think it should have to be. (laughs) Jenny's like, I need this to be delayed as long as possible. She's like, I've never seen Brie bleed. I need to see Oh, I don't want to see Nick here (laughs) Brie bleed, though. (laughs) Oh. I wouldn't like that at all. Britt Baker, she, uh, she opened the door for ladies to just spurt blood hey you know uh this we're uh what one year removed from the saint patrick's day slam where uh thunder rosa won the AEW women's title from Britt baker oh i did not realize that was it to the date but interesting i don't know if it's to the day but it was this week is thunder rosa is she 
going to ever come back? Apparently she's like part of the Spanish announce team right now. Oh, okay. Is she, I'm assuming that means she's still injured? I don't know. I I guess so. I, I heard that she basically like apologized to the locker room. For what? You know, remember like the stuff swirling around about her last year. I heard she was a sandbag, but I heard it from Burt Baker, so. Yeah. Like, do you remember the thing where she, like, she was being shitty and, like, she hid in the bathroom from Jamie Hayter or whatever? Like, literally hid in the bathroom stall? Why? But she said she I hid don't there remember this. because she was scared. Why would she need to apologize for that? Because she wasn't really fucking scared. She didn't want to do a job. Oh. And she didn't. Oh, she didn't go out and do a job. I don't. Rem- I don't remember the details. It's been so long. She was supposed to drop the title to Tony Storm, and then she just decided, "No, I'm too hurt." And everyone, everyone kind of thinks that that's uh, that was a bullshit excuse. Oh damn! Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess it's possible that she was suddenly too hurt to quickly put over Tony Storm, but uh, whatever. Well, if she had, we wouldn't have the outcast because Tony wouldn't be pissed about being an interim champion. She would have yeah, just so been I, the champion. So I, I heard about that, too. So I guess they have gone back and, like, re, uh, re-reverted that title reign to be uh, interim again so they can, so she can be mad about something, right? I mean, I thought them making it not interim after she had already lost the belt, <laughs> I'd still be pissed if it was, like... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you count. Like, we're counting that as, like, you were a champion. But, like, she didn't get to say it. Nobody called her it. She lost the belt before it happened. 100%. That would piss me off. That's salt in the wound. All right, how many of us are members of the Bella Twins Wine Club? One. Me. Did you join too, Megan? I just need to put input or input my credit card information. But, like, I'm there. Wow. It says, like, this real, like, before you try to, try to try to join it says like this is very limited and so like you may not be accepted (laughs) what yeah why to make you feel like you're special yes i am special damn it so i don't know maybe megan won't get accepted (laughs) that would piss me off so if you got accepted and then i didn't like five minutes later i'm pissed well Megan, I really appreciate all the work you put in because, you know, I, we weren't able to give you much tonight, but uh, no. you did a great job, and I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm sorry you guys didn't get to see it. There are definitely some things worth watching. I thought it was a decent show. Um, so, you know, if you have the energy to go back. Jenny, I think you would really like when Adam got saved by his friends at the end. It's a very okay. touching moment. I think they should try to put on a really killer show next week because um, there's no NCAA basketball and no World Baseball Classic next Wednesday. But you know so what there is? There is VPR, yes. Vanderpump <laughs> drama. Well, it's, you know, it's, time, it's time to like introduce some kind of like romantic storyline on Dynamite. We haven't had one since... Uh, I mean, I almost said we haven't had one since Sammy and Ty, but that wasn't really a romance. That was just like these two are together now, and they're annoying because they make they out all the stop time. Stop making out! Yeah, yeah people we need, were like, we, we like hate a, them. We need like a cute, like 
you know, a little relationship storyline. Like, little flirting, little, like, yeah. will they, won't they. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think, like, who would you put together in that storyline? Like, who could I we think... conceivably... So, so a long time ago, the in WWF, they did this storyline that I really liked with Spike Dudley and Molly Holly. And they, they kind of, like... This, this is going to sound so grandiose, but it's very stripped down, but they kind of fashioned it after Romeo and Juliet because like the Dudleys and the Hollies were like these feuding tag teams, but, okay. but they were, so, you know, just like, like, uh, the Capulets and the, uh, Montagues. Yeah. Um, and I, I could not remember that name for a second there. Uh, you got it. Go. Yeah. But the, but you know, but Spike and Molly were kind of like flirty flirty. And then they like eventually fell for each other and it was pretty cute. Um, so they could do something like that. Yeah, but like, okay, but like, who, who would the factions be in the AEW version of that? Because who do we got? I mean, we don't really okay. have many mixed, like, gender factions. No. Um, okay, but, so we could do Anna JAS. Mm-hmm. And who's in faction... That's the question. But I want it to be a real love story. Well, the Jungle Boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But he's not really in effect. Like, it wouldn't be Romeo and Juliet. It's not a faction, but, like, he could, it could still be, like, he's feuding with the Jericho Appreciation Society, but, mm. but he loves her. Yeah. Oh, that would be good. Okay. I don't... I, I'd be up for that. Okay. Look, we got Jenny's interest. Yeah. I mean, I did, like... It's like the opposite, but I did like when Adam was like kind of toying with the emotions of the Dark Order and Anna Jay was like, listen, you need to decide or get out because you're hurting my boys. So it's like she can do it. She could go the other way. She could be the one who was like. Who like, you know, has the the love affair. Yeah. Okay. But then I want to go full VPR. Next year, we'll have to follow up and find out that Sammy has been secretly sleeping with Anna JAS <laughs> and that the whole relationship with Anna JAS and Jungle Boy was just a ruse Honestly, to like, Jenny, throw tie off the scent. Jenny, can I throw this out there for your consideration? Sammy looks like a young Tom Sandoval, I think. Close enough. Yes. Sammy currently married to Ty. Anna J, best friend to Ty, Sammy and Anna J. That's it, a Raquel. Isn't we that got what a Raquel? I just said? That's Did you just said. say that? You, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was sure if you were being like real life though, because in real life, doesn't that work too? I'm not saying I oh, want real Sammy. life it would work too. Yeah. I don't want Sammy to real life ruin his relationship, but the the dynamics. Sammy's an idiot. He will he will eventually ruin that relationship. <laughs> They, you know, honestly, they're so, like, in a way, they're so perfect for each other because yeah. they both seem so immature <laughs> and, like, volatile. Maybe they will just stay together. Don't at me, anyone. I'm, I'm. It's just a joke. I don't think Sammy's an idiot. I mean, I think it's okay to say Sammy's an idiot. <laughs> He's a 20-something-year-old boy. He's an idiot. All right, so that is... Dynamite and uh, Shakespearean fantasy booking for the week. Uh, um, 
let us talk about the things that we've been enjoying outside of wrestling for the past uh, seven days. Uh, it's the Elite Beat plug of the week. Uh, Jenny is going to be hard-pressed because she's been feeling like trash since Sunday. I've literally only watched Vanderpump Rules since Sunday. Including on our Saturday movie night with Megan. Yes. Yeah. I picked it. That's me. I did it. <laughs> so Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll just use my plug for what I spent the first 30 minutes of my <coughs> talking about yes. Vanderpump. Excuse Please me. refer back to the beginning of the show. <laughs> Okay. Um. All right. Let's see. What have I watched? That's not. Have I read? I haven't read anything. Um, oh, I read. No I did read a. I did read a long form Hollywood Reporter interview with uh, Ben Affleck today. That was pretty good. Um. But oh no! I you know what I did? I watched an episode of Boy Meets World yesterday. Okay. And very relevant episode... to the time. What? Very relevant to these times. Yes. Very pop culture yeah so it was it was an episode from season two where uh sean has two girls that he likes but he's not sure which one he likes more so he asks Corey to basically um keep one warm for him <gasps> while he figures sean. out <laughs> so like so Corey inevitably falls for the falls for the girl that he's supposed to keep warm and he's but then sean Sean's like, all right, this one and I don't get along so well, so I'm gonna I'm gonna come back for the girl that I told you to keep warm, warm for me. And in so doing, um, they have a bit of a bit of a falling out. And then the lesson learned is women are not objects. Thank uh, you. That is right. <laughs> like you guys are idiots, and uh, and you need to go fuck yourselves basically. So I thought it was like a good lesson at the end. Yeah, it's a very uh, boy meets world. You know, it teaches you things. Yeah, I've really been enjoying watching rewatching Boys World since the uh, since the big uh, Pod Meets World show with uh, Daniel Fishel, Ryder Strong, and Wolf Riddell started. I enjoy their their chemistry uh, both on the show from thirty years ago and uh, on the podcast. I cannot believe you just said it's thirty years ago. I'm sure you're correct. Don't want to hear it though. Yeah, I think 30? it's. I think season one. I think started. Except like you know, fall whatever new shows start fall season of ninety three. Wow! Oh my god! Okay, yuck! Yuck indeed! <laughs> <laughs> yuck to ben, that! Ben Savage is like running for Congress or something. Really? Yeah, out in Los Angeles. I is he? I hope he's a good candidate if he's gonna. I don't know. Potentially I mean, take power. He's a Democrat. I think was that that was her uh, her question there, right? Um, yeah. In this current political climate, I'm not going to be shy about it. I hope he's not a Republican because they are not doing themselves any favors. You know, I honestly don't know. I assume he is. I mean, he's. I know he's running in like a district where a Republican hasn't won in like a hundred years. So if he's if he hopes to do well, I'm sure he's a Democrat. And it's California. I, I don't even know if Republicans exist out there. Well if I'm honest. You know. As a Democrat. Ben Savage? Mm. Okay. We need yeah. less people I mean, like telling women what to do with their bodies and hating trans people and uh, you know, generally just bringing down the whole vibe of the country. So that's my my hope is that he's not one of them. Word. Agreed. So yeah, so my plug is uh, Boy Meets World on Disney Plus. Season two, episode nine. Nine. 
All right, Megan. Um, I the, this I feel like I'm gonna get judged, but um, let me finish. Um, so you know, uh, previous pod recommendation, too scary didn't watch. Um, they did an episode uh, on the movie Cocaine Bear recently, which sounds yeah. like a wild ride, but this is the connection. The guest they had on there, Wes Larson, he is a wildlife biologist, and he has his own podcast um, with his brother and their roommate uh, called Tooth and Claw, and it is a a podcast that I didn't think I needed, but I've really been enjoying recently, and it's about um, like essentially they tell stories of like animal attacks, but from the lens of like like wildlife conservation and like sort of like basically like why humans are fucking things up for animals and you know like animals attack mostly because they're animals and that's what they do and you know you got to be careful it, it's it's hard to say i like this podcast about animal attacks because it's like it's not like a gratuitous 1999 like vhs tape you buy at like 2 a.m to watch like animals destroy people but what uh, the fuck I, were you doing in 1999 <laughs> uh, you know being wild no it's it's not it's not like that. It's very interesting because it's it's essentially a podcast about animal attacks, but they approach it from like a very like animal positive place. And I've learned a lot about random animals um, and also what to do if you're attacked by a bear. And so I really I thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, but when you say like it's an animal attack podcast, it sounds very gratuitous, like bum fights or something. It's not like that. Um, but I want to recommend that because uh, I feel like I've learned a lot about animals Lots of things I wouldn't have learned because I, I like animals, but I don't feel like I go out of my way to, like, learn about them. Um, and it kind of made me want to, like, go to the zoo and see animals. So I cannot wait to go to the zoo. Are you going to go to the zoo? Like, do you yeah, have a plan? I think we should all go to the zoo. Like, I don't think I've been to the zoo since I was, man, like, maybe before I was in high school, like it feels like forever since I've been to a zoo and I haven't really thought about like animals that I don't, you know, like wild animals. And so this podcast, like, I feel like I've learned a lot. And also like now I kind of want to go see like polar bears and like pandas and stuff. Yes. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like well, I'm learning. We're going to get a, we're going to get a zoo membership. Um, that will, I think it allows like one guest. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That Zoom membership will not be for me. It'll be for the daughter, not for me. Sure, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we're having a daughter. Oh, yeah. She's going <laughs> to um, love animals. Damn it. Megan, this podcast sounds so up your alley with, like, the viewpoint of, like, you know, this animal attacked someone, but, like, it wasn't their fault because this is what the human is doing to fuck it up. That is so, like, your mentality, and I love that you found a podcast that, like, truly captures that. Thank you. They did an episode on Harambe, and I was like, Remember Harambe? God damn. What a what a era that was. So yeah, I, I think it's like it's a very well behaved podcast, Jenny. Like they're all very likable and they try to do they do try to like joke around a little, like not in an insensitive way, and they don't go into like gratuitous detail. But it's like kind of interesting to know like like maybe you don't need to be as like uh you don't need to like vilify sharks so much, you know, like they're not out there trying to kill us. That's not what they're doing. Like, you know, shark attacks happen, but it's not, like, the the shark, like, coming after people so much as, like, we're, like, in their area. And sometimes people, like, you know, they're just, they're kind of doing stuff that, like, 
like the, essentially an animal is being an animal and we should be mad at it. I like that perspective because like we should appreciate and not kill animals <laughs> as much as we do. Lots of extinct things, you know? Um, I'm, I don't know. I'm just very pro. I think they're like a cool group of dudes. They seem very nice. And, um, the main guy, Wes, he is a wildlife biologist. So he has like animal facts, like out the wazoo. So like, if you're going to go to a zoo, he can probably tell you about all the animals there. So it's, it's very informative. I enjoy it. What's, what's the podcast called again? It's called tooth and claw. Okay. Do they drink white claws on it? Uh, not at the point where I am, but I definitely think they should. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happens in the year 2022 because I've just gotten into that um, point. But it's very interesting. What What about the year 2022 would cause them to start drinking? Oh, I'm not saying it would. I'm just saying, like, I have only gotten – I listened to the podcast from the beginning to, like, current, and I've only gotten up to, like, January of 2022. So I don't know if suddenly they're like, we're called Tooth and Claw. Let's get the White Claws out. <laughs> it very well could happen, but I have not reached that point if it does. Also, 2022, you know, just, like, one more year in the pandemic. Claws out for that. <sighs> well, it's very exciting. Um. And we hope that you're all excited to join us again next week when Jenny and I will presumably have watched yes. some AEW programs. Fingers crossed. We Fingers promise. Crossed. Yes. One of us will have watched something. I, I will watch too. I was just saying, like, maybe I don't have to watch anything. Oh, okay. He's going to put the burden on you. Can you Megan and I can carry this podcast. I believe oh, shit. you can. Um, Megan carried it on her back today. Yeah, well, she's you know she's she's the best in the business. You know that's right. Her her recap was more thorough than any of the three recaps you listened to. I totally yeah. But uh, until then, uh, for Megan and for Jenny, I'm Andy. Thank you for listening to the Elite Beat. E Elite Beat E E Elite Beat. <laughs>